Now streaming, the Netflix and Swill podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Netflix and Swill, your source for Netflix news, reviews, and booze. I'm Caleb. And I'm just injecting IV bags with the drugs. I'm, I'm a junkie. A junkie. Get away from me, you junkie. I'm going to inject you with the drugs. Uh, Caleb, uh, I hope you enjoyed your Thanksgiving, and you gave many thanks. Yeah, it was nice. I, um... I did get to go home and see my family uh, for the first time in like three years. So. Well, shit, that was fun. Um, I was sick for a lot of it. I've been fighting off a sinus infection. So just just really congested. And. Uh, you know, not feeling super hot, but, you know, I pushed through and rallied and had a good time anyway. Well, good. I played some magic with my nephew. We did a draft. So it was fun. Me and yeah. him and my my wife. My wife. You also got a, a worthless set uh, collector booster. Yeah, he got me. Uh, he got me some cards for my birthday. Um, I guess when they were down in North Carolina, since I didn't get to go with them uh, because of work. Which, uh, you know, was nice. It's a nice gesture. That's a nice thing to do. What about you? Uh, what do you got going on? How was your Thanksgiving? Uh, f- fine. Wasn't long enough because uh, I spent basically 16 hours in a car driving to and from, which, you know, was never fun. It's just not. I'm sorry. It's not. Uh, uh, my family's cool, but... Uh, you know, for something like that, it needs to be like longer for it to truly, truly be worth it in order to make that kind of bodily sacrifice. Now, I did drive home on Saturday instead of uh, Sunday, like last year, because uh, last year I uh, basically crashed due to complete exhaustion Yikes. on Sunday. So I feel like I did that last night with uh, just fighting off being sick and everything. I. I woke up like when my life, my, my wife my life. was leaving for work at like six or seven. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, throw a YouTube video on and listen to it and, and doze for a little bit. Fell back asleep and woke up at 11. And was like, God damn. My God. Yeah. I haven't slept in that late since probably college. So yeah, my body's just in a shambles. Oh shit. That sucks. It's all right. I'm on the uh, I'm I'm kind of at the end of it. So um, I went and got an antibiotic and uh, have been steadily recovering. Well, good. Yeah, a couple weeks ago, I talked about my my work strife. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've been kind of thinking about what I'm going to do there. I think I'm just going to leave the company and just kind of do whatever for a bit and like getting to see my family and stuff, you know, kind of put things into perspective. Cause like, why am I killing myself trying to get to a point where I can enjoy the, the good things in my life? Why am I not just like devoting my time to enjoying the good things that I already have in my life? Sure. So, I mean, I can, I can do whatever and be happy and, and make rent. So, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't really, I don't really care. Yeah, no, that's fair. It's not, uh, it's no longer worth it to work 70, do- 70 hours a week and be paid a, a pittance in the hope of maybe someday it's not going to suck so bad. And I just feel like it's never worth it to work 70 hours in a week ever no. for any reason, any reason whatsoever. Now, the whole, the whole experience since I've been up here kind of, Kind of soured me on the whole company and what we do, so I think I'll just uh, 
take the opportunity to bow out gracefully and be on my way. Well, good. Fuck them. And uh, I mean, honestly, if I if I wanted to cash out my retirement, I could live pretty comfortably for the next like eight or nine months without having to do anything. Uh, yes, but you incur quite the penalty on that. Yes. But I'm just saying it's uh, it's there. It's an option if I need it. All right, let's get into the show proper uh, and talk about what we're drinking in. What's your swell? Can we please get some alcohol into my mouth? He hates these cans. Stay away from the cans. All right, well, I'm not drinking alcohol because uh, I'm on an antibiotic and I don't want it to interfere with that. So pass. All right. Well, uh, you brought this particular beverage up at some point uh, within the last year. Uh, I have a 19 Crimes Cali Rosé. Yes, it's from fucking Snoop Dogg's wine company that he has for some reason. Uh, It's a 2020 and uh, alcohol by volume is 10.5%. 19 Crimes tells the true story of the rule breakers. Okay, the the way they have the W's written on here is impossible to fucking read. Uh, who beat the odds, overcame adversity, and went on to become folk heroes in this society. The spirit lives on today through innovators and cultural culture creators like Callie's own Snoop Dogg. A leader in contemporary pop culture, Snoop embodies the timeless values of the 19 crimes rogues who came be- who came before him. Glasses up. God, I fucking hate I hate the back of the bottle shit. Just fucking tell me what it is. Don't fucking fillet yourselves, you losers. Hmm. Uh, it's fine. I, I don't know. Uh, I feel like any like all of the other wines I had that were much cheaper than this were better. But I saw it and I had to have it. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's fine. Uh, I'm not a wine person as it is, but hey, here here I am, just drinking it anyway. I don't give a fuck. You think I give a shit? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, and with that, let's get into some news. Oh, shit, it's mail time. All right, first up, uh, Glass Onion brought in an estimated $13 million from roughly 600 theaters in the U.S. over the extended holiday weekend. Netflix has not released actual ticket revenue as of yet, but Glass Onion's estimated per theater average was higher than Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and Strange World, both released by Disney. I saw Black Panther, Wakanda Forever this weekend. It was okay. Yeah. Uh, In Strange World, uh, I saw a bunch of ads for over the week uh, as I was watching cable television for the first time in probably a year. Yeah, I had not heard of Strange World until I was in the theater to see Wakanda Forever, which probably is a problem. Uh, Yeah, I mean, that's I, I don't know. I feel like at this point, because people complain about Netflix's advertising all the time, and I feel like all advertising is now going to be like this, where it's very much opt in. Like mm-hmm. I, I run ad block on my browser. You likely run Adblock on your browser. Yeah. I don't know how to get it running on my phone, though. So that's unfortunate. We pay for the Adless version of Netflix and many other streaming services. So at this point, where do you advertise if you're any of these companies? Because it basically would have to be social media. And uh, we don't care. I, I don't pay attention to any ads that I see on any social media site ever. Uh. Don't care about your film unless it is on Netflix. True. Yeah, like uh, that's the thing. It's like a- anymore. I have to have like people I know shoot me like trailers or say like, "Hey, check out this poster for this thing," and I'll be like, "Ah, cool, interesting." Like, uh, Violent Night, uh, the the Santa movie starring David Harbor, where he's a yeah. an out of control Santa. Never would have known about that unless people had sent me posters for it or a trailer for it. I think I found the trailer for that on Reddit like a month ago and just became obsessed with the concept. So I'm definitely going to be seeing that. Uh, I recommend first you you watch Fat Man. 
because it's kind of similar, but not really. But also kind of. What was the Christmas horror anthology that we watched where one of them was like Santa Claus was killing the elves at the North Pole because they turned into zombies? And it turned out that it was like a mall Santa who had a psychotic break and was just murdering people at the mall. I don't remember this. I'm pretty sure I talked about it on the show because it was on Netflix. I'm sure you did. I'm just saying I didn't. I probably did not watch it. Hmm. I think it's a Christmas horror story. I think that's what it is. Interwoven stories that take place on Christmas Eve as told by one festive radio host. A family brings home more than a Christmas tree. Student documentary becomes a living nightmare. Christmas spirit terrorizes and a slays evil. Yeah, one of them is a Krampus. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, one of them was. Uh, man, I'm going to have to rewatch this. One of them was um, a family goes to, like, get their Christmas tree from the woods and, like, they lose track of their son while uh-huh. they're out there. Um, it turns out, like, instead of their son, they bring back a changeling baby that's mimicking their son. Because, like, it's, like, Krampus and all, like, old-timey, like, folklore shit. Right, right. Huh. Yeah, this sounds, uh, this sounds wild, honestly. (sighs) I don't know. I thought I had talked about it on the show. Maybe I didn't. You probably did. It's just probably so long ago that I just don't remember. William Shatner is in it as a radio DJ named Dangerous Dan. I will not be going by that. I have I have <laughs> my No, you're my, Dan of Steel. Well, I'm either Dan of Steel or Dan of Action, depending on the day. Or what or what JoJo's Bizarre Adventure season I'm watching at that time. A zombie elf uh tries to attack Santa and Santa's like about to kill him. He's like, You don't have the Christmas balls. And then <laughs> I was like, I love this movie very much. Uh tell my children I love them very much. <laughs> uh that's it we'll okay. we'll try to find that sometime this year and watch it and talk about it maybe yeah sounds good all right uh our final story is that oh young su uh which is probably pronounced incorrectly uh has been charged with sexual misconduct stemming from a 2017 incident oh became south korea's first golden globe winner for his role in squid game as number one. Oh no not not my Ganbu. Yeah, uh, Ganbu is a sexual predator. He is a sex pest. Whenever they phrase it as sexual misconduct, like, I don't know. I mean, I feel like that covers a broad spectrum of things. Yes. All of them bad and problematic, but like. Correct. I don't know. It could be anything from like peeing outside to raping somebody and like anywhere in between. Yeah, that's that's pretty true. They didn't they didn't say what happened. Uh apparently this charge was levied against him back in December and then dropped and now the uh apparently in South Korean law you if you're the accuser you can petition to have the case reopened. So they reopened the case and now have issued charges. Hmm. So we're still, in theory, a far way away from him actually probably seeing a court date and if winding up being true, being indicted for this and probably either going to prison or something of the like. I wonder how this affects Squid Game because, uh, and this is from, this is based on a a Japanese thing, uh, but so I don't and but they all seem to have like similar cultural like committees within their their countries that oversee this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, somebody I, I think it was the original protagonist from the Judgment series in uh, which is a Square Enix game series uh, was or the original voice actor was uh, arrested for some major crime and sentenced to prison. And so they had to remove all copies from shelves 
and delist the game until uh, his voice was completely overdubbed by somebody else. Oh, Jesus. So I don't know if that would affect Squid Game or like if Netflix would have to, you know, pull Squid Game, uh, which would be wild. Pull Squid Game, recast the character and then, you know, just like over like like fucking CGI him in like Tignataro style uh, from Army of the Dead in order to, you know, fulfill that con that contract, which like, like requirement they presumably have already made their money on it and would just pull it off the site in South Korea and just let it ride. Yep. And then probably if there were any flashbacks in season two, they would just use a different actor. So but but that's all like theoretical shit. Like, I don't I don't know for sure if that is something that would happen in South Korea, but that is something that has happened before in entertainment and has caused quite the hullabaloo. That's a fucking crazy story. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Squid Game was trending over the week and not for good reasons of course uh, of course uh, like cuz that's the main way people know him uh, is you know uh old man from from Korean show that's it like sorry that's that's it it's all he's got on his resume and also being you know a supporting actor winner for the golden globes yeah stay tuned well, you might have an update on this story well all right uh, and that'll move us into downstream. We're going to talk about some trailers for some upcoming Netflix projects. Baby, I can't control the internet. That's my favorite line! All right, our first trailer this week is for White Noise. Based on the book by Don DeLillo, uh, a film by Noah Baumbach starring Adam Driver and Greta Gerwig. White Noise coming soon to select theaters and Netflix. At once hilarious and horrifying, lyrical and absurd, ordinary and apocalyptic, White Noise dramatizes a contemporary American family's attempts to deal with the mundane conflicts of everyday life while grappling with the universal mysteries of love, death, and the possibility of happiness in an uncertain world. Uh, based on the book by Don DeLillo, written for a screen, directed by Noah Baumbach. It's not really getting into what the main thing was in the trailer, which is that, like, there's a, a train crash that, like, makes a bunch of tanker cars catch on fire. Mm-hmm. So they're fleeing from like an environmental disaster mm-hmm. that causes them to evacuate their homes. Um, yes, that is eventually what the movie is about. Yeah, but it's also just kind of about dealing with your shitty family. Uh, yeah, kind of. Uh, so I've already seen this movie because uh, I got to go to a film festival to see it. And yeah, look at you. Well, and I talked about it a little bit there, but. This movie is hard to talk about, like, because it's very strange. The the cadence and how everything pr- proceeds and all the characters and the way they behave is extremely strange. And I don't really know if this movie will be for everybody or anybody. Uh, so far, it seems like... Uh, it's for film Twitter. Like film Twitter loves this movie because it's so fucking weird and lyrical and poetic. And that's the shit they go for because it makes them seem smart. Mm-hmm. And I, I just don't know if that's going to work for a general audience. I think Bombach potentially made too specific of a movie. Interesting. Did it say when it's hitting Netflix? I, I didn't actually read. I, um, I just ignored it. January 5th. January 5th. My God. Or no, that's uh, I was looking at the wrong trailer. Oh, yeah. um, no, I don't know if it did say. Oh, OK, well, uh, so, yeah, whenever it hits Netflix, just be aware that it's there. Um, I feel like it's going to be this year because I think it's, they want it to be one of their Oscar contending movies, but. Who the fuck does? I don't. I don't want to pretend like this is going to actually win awards. I don't think it will. I think it's only going to get submitted, and it will likely get nominated for a bunch of awards and win none of them because of how fucking strange it is. 
All right. Uh, our next trailer is for Copenhagen Cowboy. Uh, the heroine we've all been waiting for. Hooray. I've, I've been waiting so long for heroin. Uh, Mew is here to show the netherworld of Copenhagen. How the under netherworld of Copenhagen should be run. Copenhagen Cowboy is coming to Netflix on January 5th, 2023. Looks high concept. I'm not sure what exactly this movie's about. Uh, it's a series. And that uh, too. That too. And uh, yeah, that's that's about it. It's Nicholas Winding Refn. So uh, let me just say that again. It's Nicholas Winding Refn. Uh, if you know what that means, uh, please determine what you think from there. Otherwise, uh, it, Nicholas Winding Refn makes like high concept, weird, but like very pretty to look at movies. And now he's stretching this co- his his talents out over to uh, I think a six episode season, and it's open ended, so it looks like there's going to be more if people watch this. But being that it's releasing on what January fifth, I think I, I don't know exactly what comes out around it, but I know The Witcher is out the week before. And the Witcher Blood Origin, and that might swallow up any kind of interest in the show. So who the fuck knows what's going to happen with this? Uh, I put in a screener request to to potentially watch it early and review it early. Oh, I can't wait for that to go unanswered. It's definitely going to go unanswered. Uh, Netflix PR is a complete piece of shit. Mm hmm. So, yeah, uh, that was a lot of words to say. Again, I have no idea if people will fucking like this thing. Because Winding Griffin's a, a weird, weird fucking dude. I don't know. Uh, last but not least, we've got a trailer for a movie called Hot Skull. Can you feel the heat rising? Hashtag Hot Skull. Only on Netflix December 2nd. In a dystopian world, as an epidemic spreads through verbal communication, a tyrannical institution pursues a linguist immune to the disease. Uh, Sounds topical. Boy, you want to talk about fucking high concept. Jesus Christ. It'll probably be fine, but it's probably not going to get watched by anybody, so I'm just going to ignore that it even exists. I don't know. Doesn't, uh, Doesn't really do it for me. Yeah, that's fair. It was always allowed. Uh, Speaking of not doing it for us, uh, why don't we cut into a quick break and when we'll come back, we'll be talking with your mother about uh, a movie. The Netflix and Swill podcast is brought to you by our wonderful patrons, Gerald Morris, Bill Sutton, Ashley the Bubby Gorski, Ben Kiefer, Paul Prezula, The Mike Rula, Daniel Henderson, Julio Oliveira, Jimmy Delarosa, Chris Yaney, Nate Wade, Alan Gallarisi, Casey Moore, Jason the Nerdrovert, Sam the Hurlahe Boy Hurley, Nick Haskins, David Powell, and my mom. If you'd like to join that illustrious list of patrons, visit patreon.com slash Netflix and Swill. Or, if you'd like to support us without spending any money, you can Share our podcast on social media, tell a friend, or review the podcast on any podcatcher. It'd be greatly appreciated. Now, back to your regularly scheduled banter. Welcome back, everybody. Caleb, it's happening. It's finally here. Uh, My mom is on the podcast. Linda, say hi. Hi. How are you? I'm, I'm good. How are you, Linda? Doing well. I'm recovering from... A sinus infection for which I'm now on antibiotics. Oh yeah, uh, I've I've been dying for three days. You and my dad. My dad is also on antibiotics right now for a leg infection. That's horrible. Yes. All right. Uh, so speaking of infections, let's talk about the good nurse. All right. Uh, the good nurse is a brand new. Well. Brand new as in 2022 uh, R-rated biography crime drama film. An infamous caregiver is 
implicated in the deaths of hundreds of hospital patients. Uh, this is 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb, directed by Tobias Lindholm, stars uh, Jessica Chastain and Eddie Redman, and uh, his friend Eddie Method Man. Yeah, yeah, where's ODB in this? Uh, he died. Oh, well, that's a shame. <laughs> All right, Mom, you're the honored guest. Uh, you actually did sit through the entire movie. Yes, we, I did. We only had to pause three times, which is a <laughs> world record for Linda viewing movies. What did you think of The Good Nurse? Slightly boring. <laughs> okay, expand. Well, it just didn't... I don't didn't grab me to sit there and want to watch it. So you felt like you were more wrangled into this because your son made an internet promise that he had yes. to therefore keep. Okay. It wasn't horrible. It just wasn't my, you know, genre. We couldn't find ancient alien civilizations. I didn't want to give that guy, that uh, weirdo <laughs> conspiracy any views, but, you know. Well, there's rom-coms. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, we could have watched uh, Falling in Love. Oh my god. <laughs> you know, any of those. I I kind of got a side with Linda here. Um, you know, they set it up as like this true crime mystery, but really as far as like the mystery, like it's it's the one guy that it could be the whole time that they knew it's it was going to be. And there's like so, like, the film has to center around Jessica Chastain and her, like, trying to get the smoking gun to, like, implicate him. Mm. But it's not like, it's not like it could ever have turned out a different way. Because if it had, then, like, they wouldn't have had a, a thing to make the movie about. Yeah. So, and that's why they add in, like, the fuck capitalism aspect, where, you know, the, the hospital's like, oh, you can't get benefits until you're, you, you, you have a year of seniority, uh, you know, you, you can't get paid leave until you've been work unless you've been working there for a year. You can't get, uh, yeah. you know, there, there's so much weird shit that uh, makes you remember how bad capitalism is. Be because America is a capitalist hellscape. Yeah. Mom, what do you think of Jessica Chastain? Your mom's well, like, why, <clears throat> why do you have me on this show with this pinko yeah, call me fuck? Be honest with you, um, <laughs> she was—I guess she was good in her part. She was believable, mm -hmm. but like I said, it was kind of boring. She was like a humdrum, you know. She just did day-to-day -day things. It wasn't that exciting. Yeah. I th I think she put in a very good performance of being a person who was like too in pain to do a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because of the heart, the heart problem. Sure. And she had those children she had to worry about. Yeah. yeah. Kids are Fucking awful. kids. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's fine. Her big her big standout, like, piece in the movie is, like, when she confronts Eddie Redmayne, like, very much later in the movie. So that way, you know, she's like, I know that you fucking killed all these people, but I can't let you know that I, yeah. that, that I know that you killed all these people. It was probably, like, the most acting she did. In the movie with uh, with Eddie Redmayne in this, I think another possible title for this would have been um, fantastic, uh, <laughs> deadly drugs and how to inject them into IV bags. <laughs> he did look like a crazy person. But yeah, that haircut was doing him no favors. No. I mean, otherwise, Eddie Redmayne, Redmayne was fine. He doesn't really do anything until the end. It's like. um. I don't know if you watched the Ted Bundy movie with Zac Efron, but it's very much like that. Like, he, you know, Efron's very charming throughout it, but then he like goes kind of nuclear crazy towards the end. Did you feel like they could actually be friends? Did you buy their friendship? Well, that's one thing, too. Uh, so, like, whenever I finished this up, it popped up with uh, a documentary about, like, mm -hmm. the case. It, like interviewing the real people and everything. So like they go into it more in that and like they apparently had worked together for some time, whereas in the movie it seemed like he had just started working there. Right. Yeah. So like they weren't necessarily like good friends or anything. I don't know. 
which like puts a whole different vibe on it. Yeah, it would seem like it was rushed. Incredibly rushed because because he they catch him, I think, in December 2003 in the movie and he starts working there in August of 2003. So it was like five months and like it it feels like he's almost like her boyfriend or some shit. That's the way I thought it was headed. Because so, like he's he's taking care of the kids, he's he's there to support her. He drive like he's they spend a, a lot of time together. So it felt like they rushed into this romantic relationship for some reason. I wonder if he really was married. Did you watch the documentary? So from the from the documentary about it, like it just seems like they were work friends, and like originally she. She wasn't really participating in like the investigation because she was like, oh, like, I'm not going to betray my friend. Whereas in this, like. It's like, hey, we think this guy might be killing people. And she's like, oh, I'm going to fucking nail this son of a bitch to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it definitely feels extremely dramatized for multiple parts of it, especially like her actively participating in the investigation like that feels so for the movie than it does for real life. I mean, of course, I didn't watch the, the documentary, but, you know, her her sitting at the table with the cops multiple times feels like, you know, oh, uh, I'm an outsider, and this is how I think cops solve cases. They partner with a, a normal, ordinary citizen to, to figure out this shit. Yeah. The documentary, like, goes into that, too, because... Um... You know, it's like she ta- she talks about being in the police station with everybody there. And it's like, you know, everybody was like. Talking back and forth, like so fast and like she was just there trying to keep up, but she realized like, you know, she didn't have the. The background in like investigating stuff, but what she did have was like. Kind of like the language to interpret like oh, this is why this piece of evidence is relevant. Like, it goes into that in the movie, too. It's like, no, like, there are records of that in the computer that that you can get. Like, the hospital is full of shit. Like, that's not how that system works. So, like, she had, uh, like, the technical knowledge, so that's why she was useful to their investigation, but... Right. Well, that's the thing, too, and that goes back to, like, the, the capitalist hellscape is that all the company is trying or all the hospitals are trying to do by reassigning him constantly over and over and bidding no fault is they want to reduce their liability in, in yeah. these deaths to nothing. And that's why they're so willing to just railroad the cops the entire time. Like, it's it's actually one of those few movies where you're actually rooting for the cops because the cops are legitimately trying yeah. to do something good. They didn't show enough of it. I call that move uh, pulling a Catholic church. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they um they didn't show enough of the police work. You know, they just seem little right. brief stuff of it. Well, yeah, like you see her, you know, hunting down the clues and stuff. Never seemed like she was afraid he was going to catch her. Right. But yeah, like it just it just kind of fills in the gaps on the back end, like. She does her thing, and it's like, oh, the police are ready to to fill in the next step. Like, there's no... Yeah, it doesn't really dig into, like, how they actually build the case and stuff. No, it just feels like they they eventually rush there at the end just by having her confront him. And he's just all too willing at that point to just, oh, yeah, I killed them all. Don't really know why. Don't really have an answer for you. Just did. Yeah. Because you didn't stop me, which actually is a great line and is like some ice cold shit. Uh, I do want to give some props to the uh, the the lead black cop who is played by uh, Namdi Asamoa, who uh, former uh, Raiders fans and Eagles fans will know as uh, an an NFL cornerback. Yes, an NFL cornerback was the third lead in our movie. Yeah, a sportsman, apparently. I don't know, man. He was he was he was solid. Like, you know, for a guy who wasn't a trained actor, he was solid. They could have, you know, went with his character a little bit more than they Mm -hmm. did. Especially with uh, Craig Patrick there. (laughs) It's it's Noah Emmerich. He played Craig Patrick in Miracle. That's that's all I know him for. All right. uh, Anything else anyone wants to say about the movie? I just. 
don't think it, I'd give it a, maybe a five and a half. It's not horrible. Mm-hmm. It's just kind well, of boring and slow. We we go off of five stars, so five and a half is actually pretty oh, outstanding. Well, I'll go less so. than that. I'll do two and a half. <laughs> Good job, Linda. You, you, you nailed basic math. Yeah. I, like I said, if you have time, watch it. I wouldn't make time. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, I don't know. I'm uh I'm right there with you. I um my my wife is very much like entrenched in the whole my wife uh is very <laughs> much entrenched in the whole like true crime thing mm-hmm. uh which causes me to fear for my safety <laughs> well they do say that about women <laughs> yeah but uh it's it's kind of telling that like i was watching this today whereas like i had watched part of this with her like three weeks ago And she was like, oh, I never finished watching this. Like, I'll finish watching it with you. And I was like, oh, in three weeks, you didn't have time to watch the second hour of this two hour movie. So, yeah, like like I said, it's not a must see, but, you know. Yeah, uh, I'll go. I mean, I'll be slightly higher than Linda. I'll say three. Like, I I think it's solid. Uh, If you hate capitalism, this is a good Little like that's like the the ultimate backdrop. Like the real story of the movie is how much capitalism fucks you over as an average citizen. Fucking commie. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna also say two and a half. All right, it's yeah, it's sure. fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's just fine. Nothing <laughs> we, special. We all said the thing. We can all go home. All right, uh, Linda. This is only about fifteen minutes, but uh, thank you. You are welcome. Uh, and uh, there you have go. Nice, there you go, everybody. Nice holiday, guys. Linda, you've oh. been a delight. Oh, I know. That's what Dan says. Uh, every every day of my <laughs> life. You know, never anything else. All right. Uh, it was Lin- nice working with you. It was nice working with you. Get out. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Linda, thank you for giving Dan the baldness gene so that I can make fun of him forever. I know. I want it. I, as soon as I hit money, he's getting hair. He knows. <laughs> You're welcome. That, whatever. That's fine. All right. Uh, as my mom leaves, it's time for us to, uh, I guess, hop. Fuck it. Who cares? Uh, hop into a quick break. And when we come back from that break, uh, there'll be no Linda and no potential mic issues as we talk about something else, maybe. Sure. We'll fuck it. Who cares? We'll do quick hits here. How about that? friends and potential lovers have you ever felt so passionately after watching a tv show or a movie but not have a pal to share it with allow us the honor of keeping you company with our weekly podcast for your reference with your hosts kt and ot each episode we break down our hot takes that you'll either ardently agree or vehemently disagree with like subs versus dubs. How important is a cohesive narrative? What's with the popularity of the relatable villain? Is it possible to be truly objective in spite of your own experiences? And most importantly, are you getting a clue and which direction is it pointing? Come on now, it's pointing towards for your reference. That's a great reference. If you've got a little room in your rotation for some salacious frivolity, check out for your reference wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, Caleb, let's do uh, quick hits. We're going to talk about some uh, shit we watched this week because uh, I've decided to throw order to our episodes out the window. So uh, talk to me, Daddy. What did did you watch this week other than The Good Nurse? Uh, I watched... A few episodes of Wednesday, not mm-hmm. all of them in the sequence of episodes that I watched and not particularly intently. But while my wife was watching it, I was also there for a decent amount of it. And I was like, this is fine. It it sure is an the Adams family thing. Yeah, uh, it was one I wanted to get to today. Uh, that being Sunday, and instead, uh, after we went to the grocery store together, which happens like once every three months, uh, Ashley instead decided to go and uh, for some fucking reason, 
decorate the house with Christmas decorations when she could have just done that tomorrow when I'm off and she uh, doesn't work. Mm -hmm. But instead decided to take up our, our our time. But I mean, we've been like stapled to the hip for the past like five days. So I guess she just wanted to do something on her own. Uh, And I don't know. But yeah, uh, I, I did not. I did not watch Wednesday because I knew Ashley wanted to watch it. And I am a nice person. I'm a good person. I'm a good person. I need you to tell me I'm good. I don't know what happened. I just kept crawling and crawling, and I found my <laughs> way here. I kept crawling, and it kept working. Uh, I will say, Jenna Ortega, pretty great as Wednesday Adams. Like she kind of perfectly cast for it. She does the whole, you know, uh, brooding loner thing pretty well. Christina Ricci is uh, a person in it. You know, she was the original Wednesday Adams. Yeah. Back in the the movies that I grew up with. Back uh, in with the Merle 90s. Julia, yeah. Man, she's just looking real nice, you know. Okay, then. Good she was like uh, she was like my little kid celebrity crush and I guess still can be. Um, she's a very handsome woman. Like her, uh, her family, like the rest of the Adamses, are in it sometimes, but not all the time. Mm-hmm. But like it's kind of notable, like Catherine Zeta Jones is Morticia and then Louis Guzman is Gomez. Um, they do both do pretty well. Uh, actually, I think Louis Guzman as Gomez is like a slam dunk. It is inspired casting when you think about it. Yeah. Like. Uh, and this, of course, is a uh, a big what if, but like if Raul Julia was still alive uh, and if they did not get him to reprise his role, I would be mm-hmm. upset. At least he got to be M. Bison. And deliver an Oscar worthy performance that movie absolutely does not deserve. Yeah, well, yeah, that's like uh, who the fuck is it in the Masters of the Universe movie? Frank Langella. Yeah, Uh, like he like he's not aware of what movie he's in. He's just like knocking it out of the fucking park. In spite of everything. Gotta love those ones like. I I don't know if there's enough of those movies where you get like, you know, like one person who's in a great movie and then everybody else is in a shitty movie. Yeah. Like everyone understands the assignment except for this one fucking person. Yeah. Like he thinks he's going to get extra credit. Yeah. Like, I don't know if there's enough to do a two piece episode on that, but like. It's possible. Could happen. I don't know if you could. I definitely don't know if you could round out your top your top ten. You definitely could do like. Movies where the characters thought they were in a different type of movie or something. Because there's definitely like, I don't know, the example of that that I always bring up is like. uh, The original Predator, all the characters think that they're in an action movie, but they're really in a slasher like sci fi horror movie. And they don't find out until like halfway through. Yeah, no, I get that. I got time to bleed. (laughs) Yeah. He fucking nails him to the post with a big knife and is like, stick around. Uh, Movie's so dumb. Just so fucking corny. It's the fucking corniest shit. Well, yeah, like, I don't know. It just. All all of that fucking dumb shit makes the payoff that it's a monster movie way better. Because I definitely (laughs) remember watching Predator when I was a kid. And. I was like, oh, why are they doing like heat vision scenes like somebody's following them through the jungle? And then it turns out that it's uh, a goddamn alien. And I was like, whoa, shit, it's not the movie I thought. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I want to check out Wednesday, but uh, also this week I have to. We Well, I mean, we'll talk about it here very shortly, but we're going to be we're, we're going to be talking about uh, 1899, which is going to take up a lot of the week, too to watch so maybe i won't get to wednesday who knows i'd be happy just to make it to tuesday or we can that's, see you again that's nothing or we can see you again come on no that's it, it's yeah. perfect 
It's been yeah, set it's up. True. Uh, what did you watch? Uh, so I had to set up my Netflix account. Uh, I'm sorry, our Netflix account at my parents' house uh, because I didn't know that you could actually just, you know, sign into a device through the web, which is what I did for both Amazon Prime and Disney Plus for my family. Because uh, typing letters on a remote is impossible. So uh, immediately after I set up the account, I was like, ah, fuck it. I just want to put something on. And we just watched, you know, some episodes of Seinfeld because my family loves Seinfeld. Uh, we was, you know, it's it's Seinfeld. It was like season two into season three. So it's like yeah. getting to like peak Seinfeld. Watch Babu Bot. We watched the parking lot. You know, good, 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 wholesome family fun. Uh, and then I also watched uh, season two of Cuphead instead of watching any of Wednesday. Yeah, how was that? Uh, it's still Cuphead. It's still solid. Like I, I'm not gonna call it like the greatest thing I've ever seen, but like there, there's some good little throwbacks to like ridiculous shit. Like uh, <laughs> there's this one episode where they they scam this this poor woman, and she opens up her purse to dig out a quarter. And then she digs out an even smaller purse that has the quarter in it. And it was like these stupid little sight gags that are like exactly from like the Looney Tunes era of everything. That it's just it's it's just funny. And it's just like it, but it's not like like laugh out loud funny. It's just like, oh, a sensible ch- a chuckle monthly. Please tell me you remember Danger Force five. Yeah. Thank you. Thank the, you. The, the sensible chuckle. Uh, it's uh, I love that show, but yeah. So I don't know. It's 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 Cuphead. Like if if you enjoy like that kind of throwback to the nineteen forties fifties comedy cartoon style, uh, you'll enjoy that comedic styling too. And something that was actually interesting was one of their episodes, which was probably the longest episode of Cuphead that I've seen so far, was about twenty four minutes. Because all the all the rest are less than twenty, and in this one, they have like I, I don't want to say photorealistic, but like the backgrounds in it are set more to be like a claymation look, but the characters are still animated in their normal way. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting dichotomy of style. Interesting. That's what I said. It's interesting. So yeah, um, yeah, check it out. If you if you like Cuphead, check it out. If you like the first season of Cuphead, check it out. Uh, if you like, I said, if you like the the old school like style of of cartoons, like the old school, not like you know nineteen nineties Animaniacs. I'm talking like nineteen forties and fifties. Check out Cuphead. It's a good time. All right. Anything else? That is it. All right. Uh, Well, then I suppose it is time to bid you adieu. Yes, it is. Uh, Tell them things, Dan. You can find our show at NetflixandSwill.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things Netflix and Swill. It's the best way to find us uh, whenever uh, Twitter decides it wants to implode, uh, which I've been hearing for the last 19 weeks that it's ready to implode now uh, and still around. So, you know. Maybe uh, don't jump ship too early. But uh, if that's not enough for you, you want to support us, uh, review us on podcast services, uh, podcast, Spotify, allow those. Also, Good Pods. Check out Good Pods. Review us there. Uh, and then if you want to support us even more, maybe, you know, send us money at patreon.com slash Netflix and Swill. We would greatly appreciate you giving us money because money yes. makes the world go round. Yeah, it's true. Uh Maybe if you give me enough money, I can make this my full-time job. Yeah. Give us enough money. Make this our full... I think they actually... I think I still have that goal that goal up on the, up on the Patreon, which is $10,000 a month. That is, <laughs> that is the goal in order to get there. Will it ever happen? Doubtful. But that's the goal. We'll see. Um, yeah. But yeah, check in with us next week. We're going to be watching 1899, and on the back of that, we're going to be watching Bullet Train. Yeah, uh, 
just be aware that Bull Train, th- this is for Caleb and Caleb really only because Caleb doesn't fucking listen to me any other time. Uh, this comes out on Saturday. This is a Saturday release. This is a Saturday for collectors. Mm hmm. So, so I'll try to watch it on Friday and see that it's not there and be like show up on Sunday and be like, I didn't watch it. It wasn't on there. I didn't get to watch the show. Why? Why? Why did you have us watch this movie if it wasn't available immediately? And then I'll just fucking die. Yes. Uh, Thank you to Space Weather for the use for a theme song, Bitter, which is how I make Dan feel every week. It's only when you don't listen to me. If you listen to me, everything's fine. That's what I tell everybody. If you just listen to what I tell you, you'll be fine. It's when you don't listen Mm -hmm. to me is when there's problems. I sometimes listen. Sometimes I am just kind of listening. And then I'll respond to something I think that I heard you say. I I, I can call it at least 15 examples of that. <laughs> yes, shallow and pedantic. Uh, the Mind Wanders, uh, speaking of this, in this outro is finished. Until next week, this is Caleb saying we'll see you next Tuesday. Netflix and Swill is an independent podcast. As such, we believe in the scrappy underdogs of the podcast world. If you're an indie podcast and would like us to run your promo on our show, please contact us. The little guys need to stick together. If you enjoy what we're doing, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and telling a friend. The more we grow, the better the show will be. Thank you for being part of the Netflix and Swill family.